0: post comments on facebook.com forward slash cap builder network enjoy the show
1: welcome to another episode of cap builder talk with your host mark parham real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business in our community today helping you build the capacity to change your life helping you to walk in your purpose Today, we're going to have a candid conversation about why you should develop a product for your small business. So on the show, first, I'm going to do my Cat Builder Minute. I'm going to discuss your superpower. Is it an important ability? And then I'm going to interview Ms. Carnella Adjason. She's the president and CEO of Mind Catalyst, LLC, an Atlanta-based creative technology and innovation design firm to help small businesses understand product development. Then we're going to go into a conversation. He's going to be backed by popular demand, Mr. Nakia, Melisio, and Carnella. Both. We're going to discuss, the three of us, why and how you should develop a product, what are the stages of it, but really the question is why you should do it and how to do it in your business. So for those of you that are growing your business, you know, I've created a site. I finally did it. I created a site called Small Business Vita that helps you connect with other small business owners and coaches. you got to have the right resources. I'm going to bring them to you. I've got all kinds of tools out there. i got all kinds of coaches that are bringing all kinds of tools to you. So you can not only use the tools, you can sign up for coaching and all kind of training, but it's coming to you. I'm offering you a seven-day free trial just to check it out. So I sent that out with the invitation. I'll be sending that out by itself, but you need to go ahead and join. I'm doing this because we need to have a conversation. We need to have a conversation about what's going on today. You know, with small businesses right now is the time to do it. Everybody's trying to start a business, and we want to help people do it. So with that, I'm going to go to break. But when I come back, I'm going to do the Cat Builder Minute. We're going to have our interview, then we're going to have the conversation tonight about whether or not, not whether or not, how and why you should develop a product for your business. Alright, so this is Mark, I'm going to go to break, I'll be back in a
0: minute. Welcome back to the Cat Builder Talk Radio Show with your host, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people, talking about real issues facing small business and our community today.
1: Hey, this is Mark. I'm back. Just my Cat Builder minute, just for tonight, I wanna just take a few minutes and talk about I keep preaching on this old superpower thing. What is your superpower? I'm trying to get people remembering remember back when they were a kid and they used to put a towel on and you could fly. Put a sheet on, your towel and your pajamas and you were flying. You had no fear. But a lot of people now are questioning, is their superpower or really an important ability? I'm going to say yes, it is. If you haven't recognized this, you got to learn to appreciate yourself. you got to get to know what you're truly good at these are the things you can do well without much struggle. Get to know what your strengths are. Your superpower is the ability which makes you succeed in business or in school. It helps you outperform others in a game or an exam. You know, looking around you, you're going to notice everybody has their own unique abilities. These are their superpowers. you got to figure out what yours are. Being what makes you do something better than others... Your superpower is a very important ability. That's why you need to know what it is. If you don't, you're just going to sit on it. You're not going to use it. But we want you to work it out with practice. We're going to help you do that. We're going to help you figure out what your superpower is and teach you how to use it. But I'm going to tell you this one thing. If your superpower is tightly connected to your satisfaction in life, I'm going to say that again. Your superpower is tightly connected to your satisfaction in life. So if you get to know what it is and practice this, you're going to enjoy your life more than the average person because you're using your superpower and you're enjoying your life. So that's what a superpower is meant to be. A tool to help you become benefits to the whole world. So understanding it is just as important as understanding all your other strengths and weaknesses going to help you make clear choices around your career, a life partner, decisions on what team you want to join. But you might have a lot of strengths. You may have several strengths. But your superpower is the strength that dwarfs all others. So I need you to figure out what that is. We can help you. You know, on my website, Small Business, we have some some workshops out there and some surveys to help you figure out what your superpower is. But you can ask your family to help you with this. They may have noticed some of your abilities, but a lot of times you got to be careful because sometimes people want to break you down. But like a fictional characters, your superpower power gives you an advantage, just like Spider-Man can crawl on the walls, while Superman can't. So I want you to figure out what your superpower is. And then I want you to start using it. If you need help learning how to use it, contact me. We can help you learn how to use it. So I'm going to take another break here. Um, And then I'll be back in a minute. We're going to have this conversation about the first conversation tonight about how and why we need to develop a product. But this is Mark Parham. I'm going to take a short break. And I'll be back in a moment.
0: wwe superstar alberto del rio take one behold the angry giant try it again alberto behold the angry giant perfect good luck tonight behold the angry giant yay read me another one dad this is wwe superstar alberto del rio it only takes a moment to make a moment take time to be a dad today visit fatherhood.gov brought to you by the u.s department of health and human services and the ad council Welcome back to the Cap Builder Talk radio show with your host, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people. Talking about real issues facing small business and our community today.
1: Hey, this is Mark, and I'm back. Just before we get in this conversation, we're going to talk about why product development is important. You know, product development is a lifeblood of companies and societies. It can be a physical product. You know, like an automobile or smartphone, but it can also be a new IT solution, a new manufacturing process, or a new real estate marketing concept. But it does have these three things, and this is what we're going to talk about tonight. It has a new value for customers, your improved society or the community, and it helps you with the continued existence of your company. So right now I'm going to bring in the lady that's helping me understand it all, Ms. Carnella, are you welcome to the show?
2: Thanks for having me. Yeah. Hey.
1: So what I want you to do right at the top is you introduce yourself and talk about your company and some of the things that you're working on, and, and then we'll, we'll get into the conversation we're going to have just for a little bit. So sure. go ahead. You have the mic. Sure.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Um, I'm Carnella Jackson, and the name of my firm is Mind Catalyst. Uh, we've been in business since 2011, uh, and the work that we do is primarily in the product development space. So we develop products uh, as it relates to uh, technology uh, as well as hard- so that's software, hardware. You know, all businesses today you know, have a uh, technology component, or they're not agno- agnostic to that. So we really work with helping companies to uh, develop products as it relates to you know, solving real problems, right? And so uh, we look at Mind Catalyst as a call to action to, you know, make a difference in the world. Uh, today um, with COVID, um, our model is that, you know, before COVID, it was really about building products that were nice to have. Uh, but now uh, in the the, 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 in the face of COVID, uh, that's now shifted to, building products that are really needs-based, that are human needs-based, that are really addressing addressing real social and, hist- and, and human problems that we're facing.
1: So, t- so tell me this. You said uh, you use the term IT products, but what about just somebody that wants to just make any kind of product? Do you work with them too, or you mm-hmm. just focus on IT yeah. products?
2: No, it's not just IT products. It's just products in general, because all products, whether it's a, If you're starting a cookie company or you're starting some sort of physical uh, device type of company, you're still needing to have an IT element to your business. I mean, that's just how, you know, that's just the the space we're in now, right, where, you know, Mm -hmm. a cookie company or a company selling widgets, you know, they need an e-commerce site. They need some some way to provide their services uh, digitally. So we do help with. All types of businesses. why we don't limit it to saying, you know, IT products because all companies okay. need out of IT. Mm-hmm.
1: So I guess the, I guess the next question is, yeah, I got my service business going. I'm cutting grass. I got a great business. Why do I need to <laughs> develop a product?
2: Well, you know, with, with service-based businesses, we, as we know globally, they do pretty well. Um, you know, and, and they're able to feed feed the family and even transfer some generational wealth. But one thing that distinguishes a service-based business over a product-based business is the ability to scale. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're cutting grass, um, you don't really have that opportunity to scale as you would if you had a, a product, maybe a product that helps the grass stay greener uh, during the wintertime or something like that where, you know, while you are not working physically in a service-based business, your product can be uh, working for you year-round. So that scalability is, is really primal.
1: But if I'm a service-based business, what do I know about product development? How do I, you know, how do I come up with something? I mean, do I just, what do I look at to even think about trying to develop a product?
2: Yeah, sure. So there's there's various ways to ideate around, you know, what type of uh, product to develop. And typically for for us, when we're working with clients, it's really about, you know, solving a real problem. So what's the problem that, we're, that your product will be the solution for? Uh, and so uh there's various ways of which we, we actually um, conduct ideation sessions with clients. Uh, so we're really what we're doing is really defining and understanding what the problem is that they're solving for. Okay, so that product that you're, that you're creating will be the solution to that problem. So if the problems around, as you mentioned, cutting grass or the problems around, you know, uh, developing wine for people who have diabetes, um, like a friend of mine tried to do this weekend, like a wine. Out there for <laughs> Hold it, wait a minute. Who is that? <laughs> I need her number. <laughs> I
1: know, right? So I need saying, that phone
2: That's number. a problem to her. Yes, yeah, it that's is. That's a problem. She's like, hey, I'm, I've had diabetes, but I still want to drink wine without it, you know, affecting yeah. my insulin levels. So that's, that's, a no, that's a that's a that's a viable problem. <laughs> that's a viable product.
1: What's her What's her real business?
2: Uh, she doesn't have a business necessarily, but we were talking about you know uh, ideating around problem solving and building okay. products like that, and so that was one of her her um her 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 product ideas. And I wonder if I can develop a a wine label a wine line a spirit line uh, you, you, that uh, is for people with diabetes you, you
1: tell her I'll be her first tester okay <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> if she ever if she ever gets it right <laughs> I'll be her first tester. <laughs> so tell me tell me this you know um, they say I should develop a product you know um maybe I see a hole in the marketplace but it seems so complicated. It seems like you got to get a patent, you got to do the search. and So is, I mean, is product development really something difficult? Or t- let's talk about just the whole process. So what do you take people through when they come to you to ask you to help them? Sure,
2: yeah. So I, I take them through a five-phase, kind of a five- or six-phase day. Um, uh, the framework. Uh, Mm -hmm. And again, number one, we start with the problem. So we kind of understand and define, you know, what the problem is that they're trying to solve. Uh, We even uh, send out uh, information, questions, interviews uh, as it relates to that problem. So really narrow down, is this truly a problem for enough people, right? Because it may be a problem in your mind, but it may not be enough uh, it may not be a problem enough for enough people to to also share in that as as seeing that as a problem. Mm-hmm. And so the second thing we do is to you know out of those uh, various types of um, uh, solutions that we come up with, we come up some come up with solutions as to what those problems would be solved with, and that will be your i.e. your problem your your product. And we kind of identify which of those would be the best to make the best sense given um, the the problem solution fit. What would be the best sense for that? And then we vote on the solution that makes the best sense, that solution being your product. And then we kind of storyboard that out. So We create, like, test flows and a storyboard kind of talking through, like, how the, your, how the, the, the uh, initial problem is being solved through the product that you're actually developing. And then we develop a prototype for that particular product. And if we test that prototype with users, with real people, to see if that product is a real fit solution for the problem that you've stated in the very beginning. Um, and so, you know, when you mentioned about um, patents and trademarks and things of that nature, you don't necessarily have to do that at this point, right, because you're just testing out, you're making sure that you have. Wait a minute, uh, a wait, wait, wait.
1: Process. How am I going to protect my million-dollar idea? You know <laughs> and a million
3: I do- mean? Yes,
2: you can do that. Yes, you can do that. But if you're, if you're in the proof of concept process, that's not necessarily at this moment um, because mm-hmm. you're just testing the proof of concept. You're not sharing with your audience, you know, your ingredients gotcha. so or you're not sharing with them their secrets. So you can do that and you have a, a set of people who are going to be testing the product. You'll have them sign a non a disclosure agreement, right, when you're doing that. Okay. Um, and that's, that's a legal document you can find online. But you are just kind of having them promise that they won't, divulge any detailed information about your product. So, answer this for me:
1: What is the largest reason you see that people don't develop products?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for so the various the same reason that you mentioned earlier. Uh, a lot of people in the clients that I coach via the Urban League, um, and, and as, as well as all my, my private one-on-one co- uh, clients, is that they you know all of the 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 paperwork. You know, do I need a patent? You know, um, what about manufacturing? Um, you know, and, and, you know, do I, how about capital, right? Is there any capital available for me to, you know, launch an idea of a product? So people get a little scared um, as it relates to, you know, all those barriers, or as they see as barriers in the very beginning. And, and it kind of discourages a lot of people from moving forward.
1: Well, wow. So tell me this, your company, MindCal, has had some special programs that help people figure out what their products are. Can you talk about those programs?
2: Sure. So we are about to launch a program in conjunction with um, the Urban Week. Uh, and then so the program is called the Product Catalyst. And so with the Product Catalyst is a virtual accelerator, and we will take uh, would-be participants through the program, uh, all the steps I just mentioned, and we will coach them through that along with them. Uh, and so it's a 10-week program. Uh, it is all virtual, so you can be a part of the program from anywhere in the world, and we will coach you through taking you from ideation to coming up with your idea, kind of refining your idea, storyboarding that out. Uh, you will get a, a very low-fidelity uh, prototype, and we'll also test that prototype with real users. Uh, so at the end of the program, you'll have a tested, validated uh, product idea that you can move forward with.
1: But I don't have to come to you with an idea. You'll help me figure out what the best idea is for my business? Or do yeah, I have to come have to, to you with an idea?
2: Yeah, you have to have it, at least some idea of what you want. It doesn't have to be okay. a concrete idea. Um, I've had people that work with me that, you know, initially they had, they had an inkling of an idea and not quite an idea. But by the end of, you know, a couple of sessions, we were able to come up with something that made sense and validate mm-hmm. that. Uh, and you can move forward with that, mhm,
1: all right, so I'll tell you what we're gonna do we're gonna I'm gonna take a short break, and then we're gonna bring in somebody who you know well that I didn't know that you do,,
0: yeah, <laughs> and three of us so are gonna have excited. a
1: conversation about uh, about you know his feelings and things like that about um developing a product, all right, so we're gonna take a short okay. break. I'll be right back. This is Mark Parham, Cat Billing Talk oh, Radio Show. What? We're gonna take a short break. We'll be back in a moment.
0: Ah, I don't make those sticks, can That's where he started,
1: man. I used to blow a can. Yo, I wish I had me comb
0: and some paper. I play some music now. <laughs> Dear John. I'm leaving. Uncontrolled high blood pressure is serious, and I can quit whenever I want. Why can't we get back to when you checked on me? I don't want to leave. But remember, when I quit, you quit. Sincerely, your heart.
2: Listen to your heart and don't let it quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get yours to a healthy range today. For help keeping yours at a healthy range, text PRESSURE to 97779. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. People are always looking to invest in a good opportunity. So what if you could invest in the future of kids, like a stock? Not the kind of stock that's about making money, but a stock for social change
0: called Better Futures. With your investment, it helps students like me go to college. My name is Charles, and I'm your dividend. Invest in Better Futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org slash invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Cap Builder Talk Radio Show with your host Mark Parham. Real talk with real people, talking about real issues facing small business and our community today.
1: Hey, this is Mark Parham, and I'm back. I'm back here with Carnelo. She's from Mind Catalyst, a product development company, and we're going to bring to the microphone the one and only. Back, my pop here to band. Yeah, how you doing, my brother? I'm um, good. man,
3: good, happening. That was happening. Was
1: that? Was that? You know, it's something my smallest world is. You know, six degrees of separation. You know, I'm asking this young lady, does she know who you are? And she says, Do I know him? <laughs> you guys got some history. So, Nakia, why don't you introduce yourself so we know who you are for the people that don't know you and start having this conversation. Oh,
3: yeah, man. Absolutely, yeah. First of all, she's amazing. So it's always an a great opportunity to um, catch up and also talk, have a great conversation around business development, product development with some, with some really good friends. So, yeah, so my name is Nakia uh, yeah, I, most of the work I do is behind the scenes and, you know, and I'm kind of to roll my sleeves up, um, get in, get dirty, get in the grass and, and help people. Uh, so I spent a lot of my time in the tech space. Uh, you know, I, I work at Georgia Tech as a deep tech catalyst and I'm also a senior research faculty over there. So I I spend a lot of my time and I'm also an entrepreneur as well. So I know the ups and downs of building a product and then and, and making sure trying to find a customer. So. I spend a lot of my time focused on helping people, you know, move their ideal to commercialization or or their ideation to building a product or you know building out their tech solution and and what does that look like and helping them to, to identify blind spots and and why their product doesn't work. So so I get the I have the privilege of just being able to work locally and throughout the U.S. and um, and globally as well in this wonderful world of startups
1: outstanding man so let's answer the question on the table here we just were talking about it before why is product development important you know why should all these people that are running businesses consider product development
3: yeah so you know i'll actually kind of <clears throat> kind of backtrack for a second though you know back- right. product development is important i think the thing that that probably is should be discussed first before product development is customer discovery and really getting in there and really talking to customers and really, and when I say talk to customers, not saying, Hey, I've got this idea. I've created this thing. Would you like to buy it? Would you, do you want it? But getting out there really sizing and seeing if there's really a problem or a need for your product or a need for what you've created or a need for what you're thinking to create and, and kind of refining that customer segment a little bit. Because when we think of adding value to that customer or bringing a product to that customer, then that's so unique to that customer that, it, that they want to buy it. And then now what you need to do is find a bunch of people that have that same desire for that product. And it all starts with customer development before you move into product development. But, yeah, product development is, is very crucial um, and can certainly be a game changer um, depending on the product that you build um, for a customer.
1: You know, um, right now we're coming out of this whole COVID thing. A lot of businesses made it. Some didn't make it. Uh, some that were uh, front facing realized that they had to be in front of people to do what they need to do. I think there's a lot of funding out here right now. So I I'm looking at, that's what I'm doing. Trying to do this show. I think people need to understand this, the process about developing product. But Carnella, um, In your organization, the customer need is very important when you're working with somebody on their product. So let's talk about what he just said from the standpoint of understanding the customer's needs.
2: Yeah, I I, um, was saying that earlier. Um, For us, you know, we look at the fact that, you know, two-thirds of of money that of, of people's wallets goes to things like healthcare, education, food, uh, even financial services. And so for us, we really look at the customer's needs, but we look at the overall needs that are really relevant today. You know, as I mentioned that uh, before COVID, it was really about, you know, nice to have in terms of products and you know, in terms of products. But now it's more about you know what' really what really needs to be be produced what type of product is really needed for customers in terms of what you know what are they really needing out in the in the market space and so that's what we really focus on so so let's
1: talk about um the fact that you know I had a factor down here continued existence of a company you know, I, Nikhil, I want to hear some stats when we look at african american businesses are they What's the ratio of businesses that are selling products and businesses that are selling services?
3: Yeah, so if you look at African American businesses, about ninety—I think think it was like ninety or ninety-six percent of them are basically like your service type businesses. Um, Ninety-six. yeah, yeah, pretty high percentage. You know, it shocked me too uh, when I mm-hmm. heard that stat. It was pretty high. Or pretty much your service type businesses, and there's nothing wrong with that. And when we say services, that can be anything from large real estate to products that you have or car sales. So that's not necessarily a bad thing. That just it just mm-hmm. says that most of the businesses are pretty much in the sales or service, or like beauty space, barbershops. Um, or some product line that you've kind of created or clothing line or something around that. So that's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, But when we start to talk about like, you know, those real breakthrough breakaway products that have that hyper growth that can kind of access some of the capital that um, that's largely out there um, for some of these businesses, some of it may kind of require a product. Um, I know a lot of investors from time to time kind of have a, a little leery of product type based businesses, um, not because they're bad things. It's because they're very capital intensive. And, and if you really don't understand the logistics of building and development and the whole manufacturing and supply chain of the business, um, you really can go out of business before you actually are in business. And so there's a lot of complexity around that in service-type businesses and product-type businesses.
1: So you're basically you're saying this is nothing to just kind of walk into and wake up one day and say, I'm going to develop a product. You really need to know how to do it. So you need to take – Canella, you need to take some of the training that you're offering for people. Mm-hmm. They they may think yep. they know how to do it, but it's really a lot more steps to it.
2: Sure, yeah, and they need some guidance, right? Because, like I said, um, and you know, like Makia just mentioned, the, the percentage of comp, uh, companies that are doing more service businesses, some people really don't necessarily do products because they're a little nervous about you know, all the all that goes into developing a product, whether it be manufacturing or, you know, like you mentioned before about the, you know, customer discovery, like, you know, is your problem big enough for enough people to say that they want to purchase this particular product or not before you actually build it? Uh, and so you don't want to spend time, money, and energy into developing a product if, uh you know, if no one really wants to buy it. and So you have to kind of validate that way ahead of time and then get the people that you need uh, to back you up in terms of saying, yes, I do want this product and I'm willing to part money for it. So, uh, yes, geez. so, you know, I think the best thing to do is to have assistance and have people who are knowledgeable about product development, customer discovery, help you through that process. And, you know, that's why we created the product catalyst is to help people through that, um, you know, as a, as a solution virtually.
0: Gotcha.
1: So, Nakia, you just said a word. You said the word investor. You know, every time I mm-hmm. turn on Shark Tank, it's all about products. <laughs> so, right. um, so these people realize that. I mean, some investors do look for product, great products. So, how do you? Approach, yeah, I mean, that's... you. Co- so let's talk about that for a second. I see so many people yeah, on Shark Tank going after products. <laughs> yeah,
3: right. There there are some products that, you know, that people do want and investors that that do sell. And we're talking about products that have, you know, can scale really fast, have great margins, and products that can that can reach a global market, a global audience, right? Like things that really people need and really things that people want. Um and even some of those things that are kind of a nice to have. Um you think of Apple. Apple is largely a product company. Uh, but when you look at the things that uh, Apple offers, they've created such a demand around their product that it moves yes, yeah, from a yeah. product to just kind of a lifestyle. It's like it, it's almost like if you don't have an iPhone, it's almost like what are you doing or what are you missing, right? Yeah. So and it's not to say <laughs> that any other question but it's almost, you know, for those Android users out there, I'm a little sorry there. But when you think about it it's down to the fundamental aspects of the marketing of how Apple does, So, Apple, everything is around lifestyle. This thing makes your life easier and integrates into Mm -hmm. everything you do. You know, when I think of Android phones, it's almost, when you look at the commercials in a sense, it's almost like a narcissistic commercial. Like, our phone is great. (laughs) It's better. It does this. It's great. The phone is always the center focal focal point of focus, right? So, when you think of iPhone, there's always some type of relationship, some event, something happening. And it's seamless into what you're doing. So when you're creating a product and when you look at investors that look for products, they look for products that have strong brand awareness, like strong loyalty to them. So when you look at that, that there's always that keeping that cost low and getting that product into market fast. I mean, there are product companies out there that are very successful in being able to sell their product, ones that have a good understanding of their supply chain, you know, one that has a good understanding of cost, keeping their costs low and they've got a real strong, loyalty, uh, loyal brand to their product. Um, so you can be successful and can get investors that invest in your, um, if you have a product-based company. But those are investors are specific to that area. They have interest in that area. They have they have channels. They understand the channels. They have gotcha. relationships. You know, this. Yeah, so they can pick up a target and say, hey, I just invested in this product. Can you roll this product out nationwide in your stores? And so that's the fundamental difference there.
1: That's why, like on um, Shark Tank, if you got a clothing thing or something like that, my guy has a clothing line. You know, on every all of those, all those sharks had different sweet spots of investors. Right. So um, I think it's an important thing. But so, what do we need to do to get the businesses to get that ninety-six percent? That's a big number. I wouldn't imagine it was that high. I thought you were going to say like eighty. 96 <laughs> percent. Right. So how do we get our businesses to start looking at developing products? You know, I mean, what do we, what do yeah. we do? Do we? Yeah. So
3: you know, everyone is, like, everyone looks at it from the from the lens and the, the the top of the hill that they sit on, right? So for me, mm-hmm. I sit in, the, I sit at the intersection of that deep tech space and that research space. And so for me, you know, my, my view, while I have a broad scope of understanding of what do we need and how do we build big businesses, but when you look at most of your hyper-growth businesses, it's usually some strong IP around it, some strong software related to that business or software kind of business, or, the, or we like to say software is eating the world. It literally is because now you think of the fintechs and now we've got the fintech in the healthcare space and everyone is kind of trying to automate everything that they do. And so I always push companies like, hey, there might be some technology or some IP to what you're doing. And sometimes it takes sitting down with someone like the both of us to really do an assessment of that. So when we think of just like, you know, when I look at the, you know, the seven stages of development of a new product from a tech perspective, you know, or from my perspective, you know, you think about the ideation generation, right, mm-hmm. the idea and then we kind of moving through the ideal screening, like what is the best ideal that we think could actually be you know on the market and can be successful and then we got the the content development and then the testing of this thing, and then testing it and see if it actually works and then we have like a bit of a market strategy and business analysis and kind of evaluating that thing. then that gets us to a final place of here we got a real product that's actually ready for market. And then that's not even the validation point because you still need that buy-in from the customers and that market testing. And then you've got that final kind of going to market and that market entry. So you move from the problem-solution fit to the product-market fit to an actual business model fit. So when we think of some of these service-type businesses, you'd be surprised how many companies that coach that, hey, listen, what you're doing, there's a proprietary, there's an IP process, there's something valuable here. And they didn't even know it. There's some, you know, you're you're selling and giving away something that you actually can lighten to someone else, and that could be a way that you can break away from a, that 96% a little bit and kind of think about, okay, now I have something that can actually build some generational wealth here.
1: Colonel, I hear you nodding your head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what do you uh, have to say about just- this same?
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I- And so everything that Nakia just said, and I think, um, you know, the bottom line is I think a lot of people just, you know, as Nakia mentioned, they just don't know, right? And so I think it's really about educating people to get that number, that 96% uh, of service-based businesses and entrepreneurs, you know, getting them educated, getting people educated on the process of becoming a product-based entrepreneur. Or even if they are service-based businesses uh, already, you know, how to create a product-based uh, a, a product that, that's part of these services that you already offer. Um, and it's usually right there in their backyard, really. I and mean, as you know, Nikita just mentioned, most times they don't even realize that. So it's really about they're, education.
0: They're
1: already doing So answer this question for me. You know, I'm going to go to both of you. Like, A lot of times people feel they have to develop a product, but there are some products already out there you can white label or maybe use that product and market it in your industry. Let's talk about that for a minute. Do you always have to come up with a new product idea, or can you sell something that already exists and label it underneath your company? Yeah.
3: Uh, Yeah, I'll start. Yeah, so I think that one of the things that I think that a lot of people don't realize is that there is a lot of IP that sits out of universities, laboratories, that are just waiting for people to come in and license it and use it and build a business around it. I mean you think siri on the iphone for instance siri came out of a dod lab and now is licensed by apple now it's since then have you know iterated into something bigger and greater but but yet they were able to license something um and take it out of a laboratory so or we can go as far as to say maybe franchising something if you're not like business savvy or you're saying hey i, I have the urge to be an entrepreneur. But I don't necessarily know how to create something. Franchising might be a really good option mm-hmm. uh, for you as an entrepreneur. So or if you find someone that has created something, you know, there are many successful businesses and you can actually get venture dollars if you like them as a product and the business model is right and it's attractive enough. So 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 short answer is absolutely yes. Yeah, and i to no, add to that.
2: Yeah,
1: I was gonna add you to yeah
2: to add, yeah. add to that. Yeah. Yeah, even if you're white labeling, and for for me, white labeling, it, it could be a little bit dicey because you want to make sure you have a, a true IP. Um, but I would say, you know, let's go back to my friend with the um, wine for um, folks with diabetes. You know, going to a winery or some sort of um, uh, environment where they can actually have, allow you to formulate um you know what's uh, you know kind of the foundational brewer that's already there, and so you have the ability to kind of create your own within something that's already been been created, so that allows you to create something that's unique and that's different, but you didn't have to start very much from scratch
1: so you you can' already look at something that's already existing and just kind of make it yours then so i I guess I'm trying to establish the fact you don't have to be that come up with Eureka, you know, I came up with this new idea. It doesn't always have to be a new idea, and maybe it can be a twist on the way that you use something that already exists.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: All right. But you still got to go through the same steps,
2: mm-hmm. and I think that's absolutely. what's important. Mm-hmm. You
1: know, yeah, I. um so, so if people right now, you know, we're going to start trying to wrap up here, but if people right now, are thinking, you know, my business is going good. What are the things that they should be doing to think about developing a product? You know, um, say they have a good service. I have a barber shop or a beauty salon. You know, what should I need to be thinking about from a product standpoint?
2: Yeah. I mean, I'll take, I'll start off with this one, but you know, those, Things like services like that, I would just look at you know the type of products that they actually use currently let's say they have they're using uh I don't know a beard uh serum or something like that mm-hmm. for, for um, you know is that beard serum you know everything that you want it to be I mean does it have the right fragrances Is it is it uh you know uh, you know addressing the, the softness of the of the hair texture that uh, of of clients that you're using or that you're working with uh, and then you know, think of how you can reformulate that to make it your own. Is it organic? Um, You can even add elements around, you know, it being organic versus not organic. Or, uh, as Nakia mentioned, even building a brand around it. Maybe the branding might be something that will make it unique and different. Because it doesn't always have to be necessarily that the product is different. It can also be that the branding is, is, is done in a different way that makes you stand out and be unique.
1: All right, Nakia, your thoughts on just that same question from a standpoint. I already got a business what should I be looking at? You know, should I be looking at, you know, products that maybe already exist or should I come up with my own new ones or a combination of both? Yeah, I think,
3: I think, you know, I ditto everything she said and I'll, and I'll add this additional commentary around it. You know, you have to think about, you know, most businesses or African-American businesses or, or underrepresented people businesses don't really think of succession planning and don't really think of, you know, Mm -hmm. transferring their businesses and what does that look like to, you know, the operative word that was used earlier, generational wealth. And I think that it starts with sitting down and really thinking about what part of my business has value and, and, and what, and then when you discover the part that has value, how do I begin to put models and structures in place to ensure that that value continues to grow so that I can make sure that I'm not just creating a job for myself. I'm creating jobs for my community, and then in the process, creating wealth for my family. And so, in making the distinction between okay, I have a barbershop or I have a lawn care service, but how do I enable the skill that I've learned to kind of create this conglomerate, so to speak, and kind of scale that into something that's more massive? Meaning, like government contracting, for instance, there are multi-million-dollar companies out there that are on the GSA schedule cutting grass mm-hmm. and all they're doing is cutting grass, right? So have a strategy. Exhaust every possible area that your business can kind of make money and then sit down with someone like the both of us that can kind of, let's flush and think through your business and say, okay, you could be making money on doing this, doing this, doing this. Your time is money and just doing that audit and then having someone come in and do a valuation of their business and see what it's actually worth and maybe, and then move from being able to just, you know, it just being a business that supports yourself to being a business that, like I said, Mm. supports your family, supports your community. So it starts with having a good understanding of where you are, understanding your assets, having proper succession planning, planning to grow that business so that you can make generational wealth. This is how we're going to fundamentally change the community. Um, that's my perspective on that.
1: All right. So I tell you what, we're going to start wrapping up here, but Kernell, I want you to first go give me some pearls of wisdom, but then I also want you to give us some contact information for people to be able to contact you if they want to do your um your 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 training.
2: Sure. Yeah. So I would say again, uh, when you're thinking about any type of products that you are developing, I, I, I echo everything that the kid just said about generational wealth because that is the whole gist to me of, of building the product and something that's a long lasting legacy. But think about what type of problem am I solving? Uh and is this problem am I solving big enough such that people will re- it will resonate with enough people to make it more realized? Uh and then get you get the support that you need via, you know, folks like us, Urban League, other organizations out there, Small Business Development Center, HBC, that can really help you to uh, provide the support that you need to make sure that your product is realized. Uh, and I would say that the, the product catalyst uh, will be starting sometime in the fall. Uh, and we, we'll, we'll be um, sharing that information. Uh, you can always reach me at um, my website at www.mindcatalyst. That's M-I-N-D k a t a l y s t dot com uh, for more details relating to that.
1: All right, right on, Nikia, What about you, man? Your pearl of wisdom, and yes. if people need to contact <laughs> okay. you, how do they do that? Yeah,
3: absolutely. I think I think the biggest thing that people need to understand in the world of business: understand your customer. Don't 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 make any assumptions. Understand your customer. And when you understand your customer, understand your product offerings and know the value of that. If you, if you need to learn something, seek out all these. There are more free resources right now than ever before to help you understand and launch your business to the access to the capital, to the free grants, to the resources, to the paid coaches um, such as ourselves that can really help you propel that to the next level. Invest in yourself. You know, one of the things that I always like to say to people when I say, you know, and they always say, I said, continue to educate yourself. And they always say education is expensive. And I said, okay, if you think education is expensive, try ignorant. It'll cost you by far more in the long run than education will. So make sure time to educate yourself so that you make sure that you understand what's going on. Invest in yourself so that you can leave a legacy that's worth having. Um, you can reach out to me at iDesignProject.com. It's my personal website for my own personal business. Um, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, that's a great way to, to contact me as well, Nakia Malicio. I'm on Twitter. You can find me as well. Um, and my email, you can reach me at Nakia at um, And then all of my other fat singles and smoke singles and and put a single in the sky and
1: I'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> that single. <laughs> or, or you can just contact me to reach both of them. I want to thank both of you for taking some time this evening to have a conversation about this whole product thing because I think it's a very big issue. And we have some funding right now that's available for us. grants all kind of stuff where... We can start developing products. So please contact both of these individuals. I want to thank both of you for coming out tonight. I really, truly appreciate you. You are so welcome. Uh, All right. So um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap the show up. But I just want you to know that it's time to make a move. It's time to make a change. You know, we're creating websites, we're creating tools to help you make these decisions easier. She's created a program that will help you understand product development. Les as Nakia said, education is imperative. If you don't know it, you got to go learn it from someone. And we're here to help you do that. Now, I want to be here with you. I'm going to send you an invitation for my new site that's going to help take you on this journey. But I think that it's very important you to understand that you got to make changes whatever you were doing last year you got to do something different this year and right now is the time to do it there's a lot of funding out there there's a lot of ways to do it but you got to show up you got to figure out what it is you can do to help people understand what it is you do what your superpower is and how you can change the world, so this is Mark Parham. I'm going to sign off right now, but I thank you for coming out tonight and contact me if you want to contact both of my guests for this evening, but they give you their contact information as well. You can also go to catbillertalk. dot com and you'll see the links to how to contact them, so don't hesitate. Do what you need to do so you can walk in your purpose. Thank you. I look forward to our next encounter.
0: Thank you for joining us this evening on the Capital Builder Talk radio show with your host, Mark E. Parham. It is our mission to provide you with the information you need to make educated decisions, decisions that will help you walk in your purpose. We are here every Monday evening starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To be a guest, or for more information, go to capbuildertalk.com. Please post comments on facebook.com forward slash capbuildertalk. We hope you enjoy the show.